Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the tight end position. So breaking down all 14 week nine matchups and listing every fantasy relevant tight end as either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineup or would I rather keep them on the bench? All I ask is that while you guys are watching, if you enjoy the content, please do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. You guys can ask me any questions down below in the comment section. It could be about the waiver wire, trade advice, start sits for any position. If you drop a question down below, I'll respond to every single person. But let's get into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Jets taking on the Colts. And really, there's just not a whole lot here for the tight end position. I have no trust in Tyler Croft. And then for the Colts, you know, it seems like every other week, it's either Mo Cox or it's Jack Doyle catching a touchdown. Neither of them get any volume. So this is just going to be a game where I'm completely punting the tight end position. Moving on to Sunday, we have the Falcons taking on the Saints. For the Falcons, I know Kyle Pitts had a down game in week eight, but I still think he's going to rebound. He's really a nice start in your lineup. He's a guy who I think is almost a lock to be a top five tight end rest of season. And now that we have the news that Calvin Ridley is basically taking like an extended absence, Kyle Pitts is the clear number one on that team. And he's going to continue to ball out. On the other side with the Saints, just not a lot here. Adam Troutman or Jawan Johnson just have no interest in either one of those players. Then we've got the Broncos taking on the Cowboys. And these are two tight ends that have been fairly solid this season. Noah Fant and Dalton Schultz. Both of those guys are going to be in my lineups. Both of those guys are coming off of down games. Noah Fant, I mean, there really just wasn't a lot going on in that game. They put up 17 points. Melvin Gordon scores 14 of them. So just not a lot to go around. He should still be someone that I trust in lineups. And then for Dalton Schultz, we had Dak Prescott out. So different quarterback, that shifts everything. But I still think they can be relied upon in lineups this week. Then we've got the Patriots taking on the Panthers. For the Patriots, I'm semi-interested in starting Hunter Henry. He's definitely one of these players more on the fringe. You would like to have a better player in there just because Henry isn't guaranteed a lot of volume. He has been a decent red zone target. But the last few weeks, the volume has not been there. So I ended up going with a start just because the tight end position is fairly weak. And then sitting Johnu Smith for the Panthers. Tommy Tremble may have a bright future, but he's just not going to be getting it done this year for fantasy football. Vikings Ravens is up next. And for the Vikings, you can make an argument for Tyler Conklin being a start. He's definitely someone who I think is a suitable plug-in. Maybe one of your tight ends is on bye and you need a guy off waivers or just in deeper leagues, someone on your bench. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to start Conklin, but I'm not overly excited about it. The ceiling really is just not there for him. On the other side, starting Mark Andrews is a no-brainer. He is a top-tier tight end this season, and he would be a great player in your lineup. Then we've got the Browns taking on the Bengals, and both of these players, David Njoku and CJ Ozama, have put together some huge games this season. They have those huge booms, and then their floor is just not really there on a weekly basis. Personally, if I'm starting a tight end who's not like one of my top guys, you know, if I have a player on buy and I'm throwing in a tight end, I don't really care if they have a massive ceiling. I just want to feel like they're a lock for like eight plus points. I personally don't feel that way about Njoku or CJ Ozama. So both of those guys are going to be sits for me. Next matchup is between the Bills and the Jaguars. For the Bills, I do not expect Dawson Knox to play this week. If he does, I would throw him here as a start. However, if he is out and it's Tommy Sweeney, just not a lot of interest there. He's a sit. 
Dan Arnold's a player who's kind of on the fringe, similar with Tyler Conklin. You need to fill in. He could be a suitable player, but he is a sit for now just because the Jaguars offense is all over the place. You never know who is going to be involved on a weekly basis. Then we have the Texans taking on the Dolphins. We actually saw Brevin Jordan playing his first game this week, and he played well. Three receptions got into the end zone. Still just not trusting anyone on this Texans team if their name is not Brandon Cooks. For the Dolphins, Mike Gusecki had a down game. It's definitely going to hurt him, you know, having Devontae Parker back whenever Will Fuller returns. It's just less opportunities for Mike Gusecki. But looking at the state of the tight end position, he's still someone that I think you can throw out there with some confidence. Raiders Giants is up next. And for the Raiders, Darren Waller is a lock in your lineup every single week. For the Giants, we actually saw Ingram and Rudolph both get into the end zone last night, but I still just have zero faith in either of those players moving forward. Then it's going to be the Chargers taking on the Eagles. For the Chargers, Jared Cook is going to be a sit. He's someone who could be a potential start, you know, when this Chargers offense is humming and playing really well, putting up these massive numbers. But as of late, the Chargers offense has definitely been struggling a little bit, and there's just not going to be enough opportunities for Jared Cook to succeed. For the Eagles, Dallas Goddard is a clear-cut tight end one with Zach Ertz off the team. Both of those guys have played really well, you know, now that they're the clear number ones, respectively. But Dallas Goddard is definitely a start in your lineup. Then in one of the most anticipated games of the week, Packers traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. For the Packers, bad news, Robert Tanyan out for the season with an ACL. Suffered that in the Cardinals game, left early. That leaves, I guess, Mercedes Lewis as the number one tight end for the Packers, almost had a really nice catch for a touchdown, but he really shouldn't be on anyone's radar moving forward. On the other side with the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey has definitely not lived up to his draft price so far. It was pretty bad on Monday Night Football, had at least one drop, a costly fumble. I mean, I still think, you know, he's probably tight end one the rest of the season. If you can buy him low because of this performance, I would do that 100%, but no brainer here. He's a lock in start. Then we have a divisional game between the Cardinals and the 49ers, and I'm going to be listing Zach Ertz as a start. Just talked about him with Dallas Goddard. He has looked really good as the tight end one for the Cardinals. Even if Kyler Murray is out, I still think he's a decent play. Definitely doesn't have the same ceiling, but with the tight end position, there's just not a ton of options. And then for the 49ers, apparently it's possible that George Kittle does practice this week and could return off the IR. If he plays, he's a start. If he doesn't play, I have no interest in whoever is behind him. On Sunday Night Football, we have the Titans traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. And for the Titans, nothing here. Anthony Ferkser is a sit. For the Rams, Tyler Higbee has definitely been a little bit disappointing. The thing is, he's getting a decent amount of volume. He's kind of just struggled to get into the end zone, which is a little bit surprising on an offense that's putting up a lot of points. He's only scored two touchdowns through eight weeks. I think that's going to just kind of auto-correct throughout the season. So do I feel great having him as a start? Definitely not, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And then on Monday Night Football, final game of the week, we have Bears-Steelers facing off. For the Bears, nothing going on here. Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James, Jesper Horstead, all those guys just sit them, not interested. For the Steelers, I'm actually going to be listing Pat Frymuth as a start. I really liked his involvement ever since Juju Smith went down. We also saw Eric Ebron miss week eight. I'd feel even more confident with Fryermuth if Ebron is out again, but I think they're going to continue to get him involved. It's honestly kind of rare 
to see rookie tight ends perform this well. I mean, he's not lighting up the stat sheet by any means, but I think Fryermuth's season is kind of getting overshadowed by Kyle Pitts, you know, rightfully so. But I do think Fryermuth is going to have a very bright future. And that is going to wrap it up for my tight end start sits. Once again, if you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring the notification bell so you guys can see whenever I make a post, put out a new video. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. I already have posted my running back start sits, wide receiver start sits, and then quarterbacks. So go check all of those out. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you next time.